Welcome to In The Money, the premier hockey betting podcast. This is JD, and I'm going to run you through our NHL picks for the day. I did, who knew I was kind of the guy to get three on the text if you're trying to get high. Cop chase ain't once, but some on the side. Roll up like one, three blunts for the ride. Never dolo, kid, no stress, always got one. Pre-team married now, I see the shot. Looking for the kid, block out, so I'm not one. Fresh out of class with a dash from the cop. Front with a smile on the lumbar, all achy. Yes, she knew I was a legend in the making. Stuck around cause the boy lit and he cake. Small town, big head, Ricky gon' make it. They say I'm gonna get caught. This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. The information and opinions are derived from individuals and are not to be taken as a guarantee. We here at In The Money provide you with content, not a guarantee of performance. We are not liable for any bets or action you take as a result of this podcast. All right, so since we last checked in, there's been a, uh, a slew of trades that have come through. Let's go ahead and uh, the last time we had spoken last week, the Pittsburgh Penguins had traded Alex Galchenyuk, prospect Kalen Addison, and a first-round pick for Jason Zucker. And that's kind of set the market and the prices that have been paid have been following that very high for some of these for some of these prospects, I mean, for some of these players that have been moved. Uh, on February 16th, we had a couple of trades. We had Andy Green going to New Jersey for a second-round pick and prospect David Quenville. And we had Blake Coleman going to the Lightning for a first-round pick, which is Vancouver's first-round pick, that they got in the JT Miller trade, and Nolan Foote. Now, that's a really high price for Blake Coleman, in my opinion. Also, a very high price for Andy Green. The Devils did a really good job this day of shipping out two players and getting a lot of value from them. Nolan Foote's been really, really good uh, internationally this year. In Kelowna, he struggled a little bit, but Kelowna's not been a good team. So, uh, uh, it's, it's a situation of you wonder if he gets out of there, if he could pick it up. And he's got an electric, an electric shot. So he, I think he's going to score some goals in the NHL. I, and, the, and then picking up the first-round pick from Vancouver as well for Blake Coleman, who's, who's a good player, and I think it's a really good ad for Tampa Bay. But it's definitely an all-in move from them. And I don't know if I would have done it, but I could understand because of how hot they are right now that they just want to try to keep it going. As far as the Islanders... I think it's a smart trade for the Islanders. They, giving up a second-round pick is a lot for Andy Green, but Andy Green's a veteran D-man who's going to be able to play in the playoffs, no problem. You're going to need eight D-men. You need to bolster out your blue line if you're one of these teams, especially if you're the Islanders and you focus on trying to shut teams down. So if the Islanders get to a second or, or even the Eastern a second round or Eastern Conference Finals, I think this was a great trade, um, and I, I have no problems with it. It was a little bit pricey, but that's sort of what the market is set at right now. All right, last night we saw a kind of a blockbuster here. Tyler Toffoli going to Vancouver for Tim Schaller, who's a current NHLer, Tyler Madden, a prospect at Northeastern, um, a second round 2020 pick, and a 2022 conditional fourth round pick. Again, this, this is a high price for Tyler Toffoli, who's been good this year, but has had some seasons that have been up and down. And it's, it's interesting... Um, that the Canucks have now doubled down on a uh, on a win now move. You saw that their first round pick this year was traded from Tampa 
to New Jersey. Obviously, they gave that away in the JT Miller trade. Here they are trading their second round pick. To me, this is this is where I have a little bit of the question. I, I like the player to Foley, and I think he fits on this team. They need a little bit of size, a little bit of jam, and he could score some goals. He could play up and down the lineup. So I like the the player they got. But to now not have your first two picks, your first two round picks in this upcoming draft, when your core of players is Horvat, Pedersen, Besser, you're a young you're a young core. You're a very young core. I get you want to get into the playoffs. I get that Benning feels like his job is dependent a little bit on getting into the playoffs. But I think it's the wrong track to take as an organization here because you never know. These two these two picks could come could come up end up being you know big time picks that could have added to your core because your core is so young. It it could have it could have helped. It could these picks could realistically have helped your core in their prime window. They are not in their prime window yet. We'll see how it plays out. But for me, those are two moves. JT Miller, who's been really good, and Tyler Travoli, who I think is a, is a good fit for them. It's two moves I don't think I would have made. I would have, you know, said, let's see what we could see with internal development this year from this team, and then kind of kind of gone from there. In a way, it's good because the Pacific Division is wide open and nobody's wanted to run away with it. But at the same time, you, you could look at that the other way and say it, it could be that they could just drop out and miss the playoffs altogether. So, you know, they're, they're not far from running away with it and they're not far from dropping out of it. So it, it's definitely risky. And uh, and, and they, it's not I, – I don't, I don't think that this puts them over the edge to – uh, you know, be a Stanley Cup contender. So I, I'm just a little bit. I, I just disagree with the move. I guess is the way to put it. Uh, the the next day today, we've seen a few moves now uh, throughout the day. It started off with a, a just a prospect trade from the Rangers to the Hurricanes. We can move along from that. And uh, next, it was the Winnipeg Jets acquiring Dylan Demello for a third round pick. Again, this continues the. In my opinion, the the overpaying. Uh, Dylan DeMello is a solid player. In other years, I think we would have seen him go for a fifth or fourth round pick. But the Jets, they traded something that's not too uh, too forward here. It's not too much, but uh, they did need to shore up their blue line if they want to make the playoffs. And they're right in there. I get it as a small market team. They want to continue the trend of making the playoffs, having a winning culture. So they're going to go for it. They needed the depth on defense. I, I actually think it's a good move. Um, especially considering some of the prices we've seen and we're about to see in the next two trades. So that was a little bit of an inexpensive move. Brennan Dillon goes from the San Jose Sharks to the Washington Capitals, and he's been a good player in San Jose for a little bit. You can see how much he loved the culture when he was asked about potentially being traded. And it's for a second-round pick and a conditional third-round pick. To me, that's really high. To me, that I mean, I like Brennan Dillon. He's a solid player. But two potentially top three round picks, Washington is going all in, and I and I have to respect it a little bit because you know Washington, they, they, their window is closing. So on the other side of Vancouver, Washington can see the end of their window. Ovechkin is is in his prime right now. Backstrom is in his prime. All these guys are you know ready to win now. They've already won. They want to challenge again. They need the defensive depth. Brendan Dillon's exactly the type of guy this team needed. They needed a, a steady, you know, second, third line D man who could 
who could, you know, kill penalties, block shots. That's what they get in Brendan Dillon. So I like the move for Washington. I think they overpaid, but everyone's overpaying right now. And so that's why if you're one of these teams on the bubble, it's time to, you know, I think it's time to sell assets the way the market's looking. And it kind of goes back to what we were saying in the last podcast. This is as wide open as I remember the NHL being. Any of these teams I really think could win. Like almost any team that gets the playoffs this year, and we say that every year, but this year it's really wide open. You know, the the clear-cut favorite might be the Blues, might be the Bruins, might be Tampa, might be Pittsburgh, might be Washington. I don't know. Uh, You know, all these teams have legitimate claims to being the top team, and that's not even counting if a team like Vegas or a team like Vancouver or Calgary or the Avalanche could get hot at the end of the season, get a hot goalie going into the playoffs. All those teams have, you know, a bunch of offensive firepower and just have been questionable defensively. Add Toronto in there too. So there's a, there's a lot of teams that are contenders, and then there's a lot of teams that are bubble pieces that are bubble teams that are pieces away from being a contender. Um, one of those main contenders is the last trade that that we saw today, and that was the St. Louis Blues going to the Montreal Canadiens and getting Marco Scandella, who Marco Scandella had just recently been traded to the Montreal Canadiens from the Buffalo Sabres for a fourth-round pick. Two weeks later, you know, not even a month later, they're they're trading Marco Scandella to the Blues for a second round and a conditional fourth-round pick. Uh, the market is hot. The market is crazy. And the Canadians are one of those bubble teams that's just on the, are we going to make it? Are we not going to make it? I think if you're one of those teams, the Montreal Canadiens, the Rangers, you know, maybe even Florida Panthers, you need to start selling pieces because it's more valuable right now to be a seller than be a buyer. Um, you know, obviously if you're in a playoff spot, I I think it's a little different, but you know, a team like Arizona, a team like Arizona should really consider what they could get for Taylor Hall. I don't think he's going to stay there personally. I have no inside knowledge of this. Just doesn't seem like that's the place that he's going to stay. Um, but you know, I think you really have to. I think you really have to think about it. And and that kind of brings me back to the guy we focused on a lot last week. That was Chris Kreider of the Rangers. The Rangers don't know if they're going to trade him. Um, I, I, you know, TSN's reporting that the Avalanche and the Bruins emerged as frontrunners for him if they do trade him. I think it'd be a big mistake by the Rangers not to trade him. They would have to re-sign him and basically tie up all of their cap space. I, I don't think they want to do that because right now they're not an NHL team and adding him is not adding anything to your team. You already have him and you're not in, and you're not a playoff team. So I don't know where you think you could add him at a higher salary than the 4-6. He's probably going to be looking for 7. Maybe you can get him a home, home down discount 6-5, six, 6-2. Six, but even that is you know a $2 million jump for him. That's your cap space right there. You don't really have move, move to uh, room to maneuver unless you move Lundqvist. And then you know, you're kind of in a goalie situation if you move Lundqvist. And I don't know who's taking his contract, Plus, next year, your your buyout bill goes up because Shattenkirk's getting paid $6 million next year. And Shattenkirk's playing, by the way, with Tampa Bay, who's a team who's making the playoffs in the East ahead of you. So it's just it, it's, it's kind of crazy to me that, that they would get to this point and say, you know what? You know what? We're not, we can't, we can't uh, 
you know, we, we can't trade him. He's too important to our team. There's no way he could be too important to your team when you're already not a playoff team with him. It just it, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me. He's been really good recently. I get it, but you know this team needs to get better. And moving Kreider, especially with what the market is is giving out right now, you could get a lot for him. And hey, maybe you could still bring him back in the off season when he UFA's because he likes New York. I think it would be I think it'd be franchise malpractice not to trade him, get a ton of return on assets, and try to really finish this rebuild because the Rangers have done a really nice job with their rebuild. But this could be the final piece. If you get a young player who's almost ready to come into the NHL, I'm thinking how Montreal got Nick Suzuki. I'm thinking somebody like that, somebody that's ready maybe one year away, but maybe is ready to step in right away. Go get, go try to get that player. Maybe on the back end for you. Maybe try to move out some some Stahl or Smith in the off season and build up some more cap space and make a run at a free agent again. And maybe even get Chris Kreider back. But for me, you gotta trade him with the prices the way they are. It makes no sense not to try to trade everybody that's on the margins for you if you're a margin team. And uh, and that goes across the league. That's not just the New York Rangers. That's any of these bubble teams. Uh, with young players who aren't just looking to make the playoffs for economic small market reasons. All righty. So that pretty much wraps up uh, my rant to start the podcast. We're going to go ahead. You're going to listen to our sponsors. Then we're going to have our picks and we're going to win some money. Let's get it. All right. So let's go ahead and start with the slate of games tonight. The slate of games we got tonight are the Blue Jackets going into Philadelphia at 7 p.m. against Katahat. We've got the Maple Leafs going into Pittsburgh at 7 p.m. At 7.30, we've got the Canadians going into Detroit to play the Red Wings. The Sabres going into Ottawa to play the Senators. At 8 p.m., we have the Devils going into St. Louis to play the Blues. The Hurricanes going into Nashville to play the Preds. And then the Kings going into Winnipeg to play the Jets. That's it. No late-night games. Ends at 8 p.m. tonight. So... Get those bets in so you're not chasing with nothing to chase. Alrighty. For our bets for the day, let's take a look at what we have. For me, I want to start it with the first game we mentioned here. This is the Blue Jackets and the Flyers. The Blue Jackets have been really struggling without uh, just basically their whole core of players. Uh, You know, without Seth Jones, it's been really tough for them. Cam Atkinson, a bunch of guys have been out. Philly is unbelievable at home. They're just as good as Boston at home almost. And if you look at young Carter Hart's splits home and away, he is so much better at home than he is on the road. So for me, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Philly on the money line. Give me Philly on the money line. It's not that much juice. It's only 150. On top of that, give me Philly under 5.5. Give me Philly, Columbus under 5.5. On the other side of this, Elvis, who is in the building, Elvis Merzlikens, has been really good as of late, and he's looking like he, he's a good pickup for them, a good replacement for Bobrovsky. I think it fits all around that this game goes under. It's going to be a tight-checking game. Both teams are looking to be in the playoffs. Um, both teams are right there on the margins. They're not going to want to give any quarter to the other. They're both physical teams. Give me the under in this one. So those, those are quick, too. Then 
Go ahead and give me the reigning Stanley Cup champions um, at minus 300 now on the money line. It's a lot of juice. Also, go ahead and give me them minus one and a half at minus 115 versus the Devils, who have clearly decided to pack it in. The Devils have packed it in, so it's time to start betting against the Devils. They're ready to sell any and every asset that they can get any kind of value for. Uh, I think this seeps into their core. They're young. I don't think they're going to be able to win right away. Maybe down the road they could you know, have a little bounce back, but I, I don't think it's happening tonight. So give me the Blues. Finally, we've got to lock it in bet. We've got to lock it in bet. We love the Predators tonight. We love the Predators. Give me all of the Predators action. We're going to lock that in. That's going to be our bet of the night. Go ahead, hammer that, and let's win some money.